This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Okay, you're back to the show with Jack and Doreen Canelli as your host for the next hour of Real Presence Live. We're happy to have you with us, but I think we'll kick off this segment with another one of uh, Doreen's jokes. Go ahead. You just called me Dorino on the air, Jim. I've done that before. <laughs> I don't know if you have. Okay, that's hey. not her real name. <laughs> How do you make seven even? How do you make seven even? You add one. Or you take the S away. Oh, you take the S away. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, drum roll, please. Yes. Okay. Well, with that, <laughs> how do we how do we how do we get back to our usual high level of excitement? That's right. Oh, well, we can introduce our next. We can guest. introduce John, our next guest. We have with us to talk about the Knights of Columbus Bed Project, uh, John Berger, who's uh, a Knight of Columbus, as well as I am too. As so sort of, sort of. Yeah, I'm not real active, but I I do have a card. And anyway, John, why don't you? Uh, Introduce yourself. introduce yourself and explain this project that we're going to be talking about. Oh, sure. Um, uh, my name, as you said, my name is John Berger. Uh, married to my wife Robin, we have three children, two grandchildren. I was born and raised here in Bismarck. Um, lifelong parishioner at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit here in Bismarck. I spent uh, my career in the oil and gas business, and now um, uh, I guess in my I took an early retirement. Um, and I spend most of my time, it seems to be volunteering. I volunteer with Sarah Club, which many of the listeners would know is a lay apostolate for vocations named after St. Unipero Sarah. I volunteer with our local conference of St. Vincent de Paul. And then, as you indicated, I also am pretty active with the uh, Knights of Columbus on the Grand Knight at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit Council. Um, and I'm also a fourth degree knight. And uh, as you indicated, we just recently completed a project where we um, we provided some beds down to the um, Standing Rock Reservation um, down in Fort Yates for 50 children. Okay, that's the St. Bernard Mission School? It's, uh, yep, St. Bernard Mission School, yep. Okay, or is it Bernard? That that name can go either way, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll say that. Bernard. We'll franchise it a little bit, I think. Anyway, well, well, tell us about it, and, and you know, and or well, actually, why don't you talk to about if we have any listeners who might not be familiar with the Knights of Columbus? Well, most of your listeners are probably familiar with the Knights. I know when I talk to some of our younger Knights, you know, they often get oh, they, one of the comments to get oh, that's the group of old guys who get together and make pancakes, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I think the Knights is evolving, as so many different fraternal organizations are. I mean, the Knights was actually founded back in the late 1800s by um, Father Michael McGivney. He's currently Blessed Father Michael McGivney, hopefully soon on his way to full sainthood within the Catholic Church. Father McGivney started an organization um, based on charity, which is still one of our um, you know, primary pillars is charity. And when he started the organization, it was really primarily to provide financial support to widows and their children in the event that they lost their husbands. These uh, women would have a very tough time, and so Father uh, created the Knights in order to help these women and their children in the event that they lost their dad. Um, 
So uh, the Knights has continued, obviously, since that time, since the late 1800s. It's currently uh, a very active uh, fraternal organization within the Catholic Church. I think we're uh, an organization, like I said, so many are are uh, challenged with trying to grow and uh, in- engage and encourage others to become Knights of Columbus um, and-, and help us meet the many needs that are out there. Yeah, well, what inspired you to join, and uh, kind of what's your... What's your favorite part of being in the Knights? Well, you know, maybe, I don't know, I probably should be embarrassed by it, but I mean, so much of my spiritual life, um, if anyone listens to me talk very long, it was inspired by my son. Um, my son, I think, was the one who said, Dad, why aren't you a Knight of Columbus? This was right after he graduated from high school here at St. Mary's High School. He was in the Catholic schools and had so many wonderful experiences and influenced by so many people. And he said, why aren't you a Knight of Columbus? You, you should be a Knight. Every every Catholic man should be a Knight of Columbus. And um, anyway, he challenged me in, in, in many ways through, you know, he got involved with Knights of Virtue when he was uh, at St. Mary's, and then when he was out at University of Mary, he lived at St. Joseph Hall. And so just became very deeply steeped in his faith and um, trying to live his faith and and integrate it fully. And so that's kind of how it started for me, becoming a knight. And then once I got involved, I I really wasn't super active, a little bit like you, Jack, indicated until I retired. And now since I've retired, I've become very, very active. And and I think, you know, one of my favorite parts is – is really is working with young men who join our council. We've we've really had phenomenal um, success, I guess would be the word, in in bringing young men in and helping them, um, you know, do things and grow spiritually and and do projects and just interact with one another and kind of be a vehicle to help them do some of the things that they would like to do. How do you draw those young men in? Well, you know, uh, we were blessed to have a couple of men in our council uh, early on. Um, Jake Kubik and Ryan Dunnigan would probably be the first two who, they, you know, they, they, came out, they came out of, and this is a common thing that I hear from many of them, they came out of a strong, whether it be there at NDSU, you've got Bison Catholic, even though I'm a Sioux guy, um, you've got to respect <laughs> Bison Catholic. And they come out, whether they were in focus or whatever, and they're looking for there's a little bit. I just had a meeting yesterday with a gentleman from Focus, and there's a. They go from that, you know, environment where they're with their peers, and and they're spending all that time together. To all of a sudden now they go to a parish, and that and that's it's a whole different it's a whole different thing. So, right. So, so that you know, what, the community. way you get them to is you just invite them. You know, mm-hmm. invite them. Let them know who we are, and then invite. So you need. You know, I would say you just got to start with one guy, and one guy invites one, and then. You know, the next guy invites two, and you just you just build it. But it, it certainly is personal invitation. I mean, from all the things that you do, and you can have drives, you can have pulpit talks, you can do a million things. But if you if men don't get a personal invite, the likelihood they're going to join is not very high. Yeah. Well, your your experience was a little different than mine. Your son kind of inspired you. It was my dad that brought me in because he was a lifetime member and a fourth degree member himself. I'm I'm not fourth degree, but it was my dad who got me in. And you're right. It's it's when uh, somebody comes up to you with that uh, little slip of paper and says, "Here, I think you should be in the Knights of Columbus." Uh, Absolutely, it, it's hard yeah. to turn them down. And it, it is a wonderful organization. I know their insurance 
uh, is always highly rated by the I forget the name of the uh, uh, the agency that kind of rates and but I think they always get a triple A rating or whatever the top rating is and uh, you know and just the uh, the amount of charitable work that they do is throughout the world is really phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, it, absolutely. So it, you know, and the Knights is I think is really is really evolving and they they produce some really and there's so many good so much good material that's out there to help people grow spiritually, but the Knights produced a few years ago a series called Into the Breach that I know a lot of the listeners would be familiar with um or men have heard about it. Um and so it it's it's it, there's there's just Right now, what we're trying to—I think what I see the Knights trying to do—is make it more of a family type of organization, create more opportunities to 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 bring the family in, and and yet at the same time, recognize that men need to be the spiritual leaders of their families. So, how how do the Knights help that to happen and to become a reality for men, especially for young men who, you know, are meeting so many challenges? Uh, in today's society and in our culture, where you know there, it's it's a, it's a battlefield, and and you don't need to be in that battle alone. I think none of us want to be in that battle alone. And so, what better than to have a group of knights to help you battle and work your way through that? Right. You know, and they, and they always have a project going somewhere, and uh, you know, uh, we I guess we we have you here to talk about the bed project. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that, and then uh, we'll have more time to talk about it on the other side of the break that's coming up. But sure, yep. So we actually did this project across nine councils in Bismarck, Mandan, including the University of Mary, and we committed to building and providing fifty beds to children in need down at the Standing Rock Reservation. And so um, the project involved designing and constructing twin size bed frames out of pine, um, and then also providing all the items that would be needed for that bed, so a mattress, sheets, pillow, comforter. Um, We ended up with a a group of women who donated quilts. We had blankets. Uh, We purchased, you know, pillow and mattress protectors, so everything that a child would need to have a good night's sleep. And so um, we probably had across that project, we, we built these beds in primarily two nights. And then in one night we finished these frames, and then in, and then we had a delivery date here back in uh, in September seventeenth. We took them all down to um, to the to the mission school down there, and we distributed those beds. We probably had about 90, 90 men that were involved in the project from every council, so it, it was absolutely fantastic. Well, what what were the children sleeping on before this? Well, you know, um, in talking with Father, and I had spent a little bit of time down the reservation, but not a tremendous amount of time, is, is uh, you know, uh, oftentimes the children aren't always, you know, with a mom and a dad, um, and they're not always in the same home every night. Um, so they might be sleeping on a couch, they might be sleeping, you know, on blankets, they, you know, uh, they could be sleeping on the floor. Um, but I think that um, it, it's just kind of surprising. Standing or, uh, Sioux County is one of the 20 poorest counties in the entire United States. Mm. Okay, John, so, uh, John I want, I'm sorry, I've got a, we got a hard break coming up, so I'm going to have to interrupt you right now. But uh, we want you to 
you know, we'll, we'll get back to this on the other side of the break. For our listeners, we're talking to John Berger, and we're talking about kind of the Knights of Columbus project at his local council to, uh, to provide some breads for the St. Bernard Mission School in North Dakota. And with that, we'll go to the break, and we will see you on the other side. So stay tuned for more Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. If you have ever been through the hell of deep darkness and suffering, like the suicide of a loved one, do you know that your experience may be helpful to someone else? I'm Father Chris Alar. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it does something about it. And when you exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, you are truly loving your neighbor. Jesus said, when a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with an abundance of graces that it cannot contain it within itself, but radiates them to other souls. Let us show you how to be that radiator and find healing for yourself in the process. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live with Jack and Doreen Canelli as your hosts. We're talking with John Berger from Bismarck about some Knights of Columbus projects that he's got going on. But before that, before we go back to the inspirational, uplifting portion of the program, Doreen has teed up another one of her jokes. Well, I was going to ask a joke about chemistry, but I decided not to. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to ask why. Why? I didn't think it would get a reaction. I get it. That's a pretty good one. Oh, brother. <laughs> All right. Okay, the, so that was that was the joke, right? That was the oh, joke. Oh, okay. Well, yep. let's get back to John yes. then. <laughs> let's, yes. John, are you still with us after that? <laughs> yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, we were talking about the 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 bed program at the uh St. Bernard Mission School. Um and during the break, um I asked John a question, and I'll just repeat it so everybody can hear it. My question to John was, is St. Bernard Mission School 
a boarding school for children? Yeah, no, it is not. And so um, we worked with Monsignor Guion, so I'll, I'll back up maybe a little bit. When I heard about this, the way this project came to be is I heard about this, that there were a group of knights down in South Dakota that were doing this on the Pine Ridge Reservation um, and ended up talking to Phil Carlson from down in South Dakota. Um, and they had worked actually with an organization called Sleep in Heavenly Peace um, and worked with Jeff Evenson and Dave Miller down in South Dakota to provide beds down there. And so when we heard about it, I thought, well, I'll call Monsignor and see if there's a similar need. Monsignor Guion is the, is the pastor there at the church in Fort Yates and also runs the mission school in addition to a whole bunch of other responsibilities there. And he said, absolutely, we have a need for these beds. So it is not a boarding school. So these beds were picked up. So when we, that day that we delivered them, um, Sandra Gallagher, who works with Monsignor, she had her clipboard there, and all these beds were already, you know, spoken for. We knew, you know, they just came and picked them up. Um, they're very simple and easy to assemble. We picked a, a construction that was something that we could do in, a, in an assembly line type format. Um, they're, they were extremely sturdy um, and easy to assemble. So when they came down and picked them up, the people came to pick the beds up. We just had everything there and they, and they, they got what they needed and then they would take them home and put them together. Where did you do the work? You said you did it. As, it was sort of assembly line. Did someone have a, a wood shop that was big enough for this? Yeah. So we we had a one of our one of our brother knights is, is Don Klim. Um, Don is uh, the owner of the painters um, here in Bismarck, and so um, the, we did all the work over at the painters, which kind of again don was a fantastic supporter we had uh, ed kanichka and jim Dahl, who spent a ton of, a bunch of time um, designing these beds and kind of they were in charge of the construction piece of it but we also had a bunch of community support um, not only from the painters but we got donations from Coles. we got donations from walmart um, we got our mattresses through ike heating um, uh, at, a, at a great discount um, we had a couple of quilt groups, the Corpus Christi quilt group here in Bismarck, the Trinity Lutheran quilt group here in Bismarck heard about the project, and they called and said, hey, can we send some quilts down? Um, so it really was, uh, uh, a, it was, it was just a great project. It was so easy for people to kind of rally behind it. So we uh, we raised all the funds um, before we got them delivered, actually, the night before we delivered them, we had all raised all the funds. Um, we we had hoped to raise twenty thousand dollars, and we did. Our costs came in a little bit less than that, and the rest of the money will go down to Monsignor for whatever needs he has down there on the reservation. So, um, you said that one of you, the knights, does actually designed the bed. If another council um, is inspired by the work that you've done, could they contact? You for those Absolutely. designs. Absolutely. In fact, uh, we did have a. It's one been one of the things I was really hoping and praying for that someone would pick this up and do it. So there's a group of men on um, one of the Knights Councils or several of the Knights Councils up in Minot that are talking about um, doing the project up there. And if anyone listening is interested in learning about what we did, how we did it, we're more than happy to share our design and and the jigs that we made so that the construction could go well it, it was it was pretty amazing we had about i think the one night we had about 25 guys there um we constructed all the beds in two nights about two and a half hours per night and then finished them on the third night and that was also about two and a half hours 
I, I, so it was a great project for men because men like to do woodworking, and and we had men. Like I said, one of the things we wanted to do with this project was get men together from other councils, meet one another, you know, build relationships, network. I mean, as you know, both of you know, the more people you know, the more you can do. The more things become easy because people have access to different equipment, they have access to different resources, they have different knowledge, they have. You know, and so it it was just amazing in every regard. Well, it sounds like it would be a fun project with a bunch of guys with power tools and <laughs> making something for somebody who really needs it. But, uh, you know. Did the young men, did as many young men participate as um, the older gentlemen? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we had a number of the knights, you know, brought their uh, brought their children along too. Some of my favorite pictures that we had were some of the younger kids who came along to help out. Um, so yeah, we we had um, our our young knights are are, are pretty active, um, which which is fantastic. I, I was discussing earlier. I think that you know they they can't, they're looking for things and ways to uh, you know to build fraternity. Mm-hmm. So the Knights of Columbus, um, Charity, Unity, and Fraternity, and I think that it's just an opportunity for men. It's like, hey, join this organization. You know, typically a lot of the councils do have a little bit of financial resources, which is something sometimes some of the younger people don't have access to. Um, some of us that are a little bit older can help them a little bit more financially, or some of the councils may have a little bit of money and say, yeah, we have some money, we just need some projects. So it's a perfect fit. Sounds great. Yeah. Now, do you consider the project to be finished now, or you know, is it still kind of uh, in progress a little bit? I suppose. Yeah, we we, we are done. We we um, we we delivered them on September seventeenth. Um, we, we had some more bedding that um, that we were asked when we were down there. Monsignor and Sandra asked if we couldn't secure a little bit of additional bedding, which was delivered. You know, that just a few days after we were down there. So the project is. Is, is essentially complete. Um, I, I suspect we're still going to receive a few more donations toward it, and again, all that money will go toward Monsignor Guion and his needs. But for the most part now, it's uh, it's done. So if uh, another council, if, if, if there's someone out there listening and they're interested in maybe pursuing a similar project for themselves, they could reach you through the the parish office or the at the uh, the cathedral? Yeah, right. You can call the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in Bismarck, just, you know, look up their number. Um, or if you just Google me, Knights of Columbus, you'll probably see my name somewhere with my phone number and my email on there. So it seems to be all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have any other projects similar to this, uh, you know, planned for the future? Or is it you're just coming off the heels of it, a matter of a couple of days, it sounds like? <clears throat> yeah, um well, this weekend we're we we have a lot. We're this weekend we're doing. I mean, this isn't of that magnitude, but we're partnering with uh, our Saint Vincent de Paul, and we're putting on an Oktoberfest picnic here at uh, Sertoma Park here in Bismarck. That'll be Sunday. There's their annual walk for the poor on Sunday at four o'clock, and then we're gonna the knights are gonna make uh, brats, and we'll have sauerkraut. We'll have hot German potato salad. Um, so um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And then th- there are always things that we're wor- you know that we're working on and things that we have going. Right. That sounds like a delicious meal. My mouth is watering. Right. Are you, are <laughs> you going to have wheelbarrow races at the picnic? Because I can give you the secret to winning that. 
Oh, what's that? Well, the secret is, and my dad did this with me, because when I was growing up, we'd have a KC picnic in uh, in, in John, West do you Fargo. know what a wheelbarrow race is? Well, are you talking about when the, when the with using the body as yes, a yes, or? yeah, and you grab the kid by the ankles, the child by the ankles, yep, and yep, they yep, come. Yeah, well, don't grab them by the ankles. You go above the knees by the thigh, and then all the dad has to do is kind of lift up on his hands, and the the child just brushes the ground as he runs to the finish <laughs> oh, okay. line. Okay, well, I'll I'll do that with your little grandson Jack then. And, okay, <laughs> yeah, you can do that, or else I'll I'll, I'll tell Connor to to do that. <laughs> yeah, but, well, yeah. Connor was Connor was over building beds with us. Um, I know that uh, he was over one night and was a part of it, and uh, we had a great time. We, yeah. we enjoy. I enjoy. I see your grandkids. Well, unfortunately for you, probably more than you do, but. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. Is yeah. <laughs> the grandmother over here is going to give you a dirty to, look I'll when she meets you? Envy, <laughs> yeah. my next confession. No, I'm happy that they have you in their lives. Yeah, well, that's good that Connor was there because he is a would-be woodworker. He's got some tools and he's got a house that uh, he's done some projects. So, and if it's genetic, then he's got. Uh, he might have got, must have gotten yeah, it from you. No, yeah, right. <laughs> Jack is an artist with yeah. wood. Um, did. John, in the few minutes we have left, do you want to? We got a couple of minutes. Do you want to put in a plug for uh, guys to join the KCs? You know, especially, yeah, especially I, young you know, men. I just, yeah, I just really would. If, if you're listening, and if you, if you are a knight who hasn't been engaged, I would just invite you to get reengaged. I, I found we found so many men as we started doing some so things that they transferred into our council. We found out they were already knights, but, gee, I was a knight in a different city a long time ago and transfer in. But basically, yeah, I would encourage everyone to get involved, especially young men. Um, The knights are really called to be the strong right arm of the church, and if that's not the case in your parish, then you have a great opportunity to make it happen. Um, It. You know, men, as I said earlier, we are we are called to be the spiritual leaders of our families. Um, and although it's not an absolute assurance that being a strong spiritual leader in your family will, will ensure that your children remain in the Catholic Church, it is one of the best ways to give you the highest chance that they'll remain Catholic is for the men to be the spiritual leaders of their families. And so it's it's really, you know, what I would say my plug would be, it's not about making pancakes. I mean, making pancakes might be one part of it, but there's a lot more going on. There are a lot of things the Knights are doing to provide um, opportunities for men to grow spiritually and to and to live up to that responsibility that they've been given. Right. I think, I think it's really important for Catholic men to know they're not alone out there. And, uh, you know, the fellowship that they can get with an organization like the KCs, and as you mentioned, the, uh, you know, the influence of a father on their children's, uh, you know, uh, staying in the church is staggering. It's the, number, the numbers, uh, you know, it's like if the mother goes to church with the children regularly, you know, you've got about a 30% chance that your children will stay in the church. But if it's the father, it goes up to like 80 We've got a break. For a break. So, John, thanks for being with us. And for our listeners, stay with us because we got another half hour of Real Presence Live coming up. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 